Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. I've had it on my mind this morning to do a study about pride and why does God hate it. The verse I'm, that I found for that is 1 Peter 5, 5 and 6. God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. I have a confession to make this morning. I'm not a very good student, and my study habits are a bit hit and miss, and I forget what I'm reading before I finish reading it. The whole reason, start to finish, that I'm recording these studies is to learn. Uh, it's the best way for me to learn. Often in my life I could pass tests because... The questions were done in such a way that the answer was pretty obvious most of the time, but I couldn't learn from merely reading. I have to write things out. And uh, then when I can see them, I can see my mistakes and correct them and go back and rewrite things. For this reason, I don't participate easily in roundtable discussions. So if it seems to come across as though I think I'm a brilliant teacher teaching the clueless, then you need to know what I just shared. God's using these recordings as a means to help me. By nature, I'm that proverbial wild ass in the desert, hard-headed, can't hear what people are saying because I can't learn that way. I have a hard time. I have to write things down. So sometimes I think I already know things. But the reason for this morning's topic pride. Why does God hate it? I've come to realize it's because you can't help someone who doesn't need help. But we all need help. I'm often talking to me when I record things, but Jesus said he came to save sinners. John 9, 39 and 40. Anyway, I got interrupted. I'm sorry. But we all need help. I'm often talking to me when I record, and Jesus said that he came to save sinners. John nine thirty nine and 40, And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into the world, that they which see not might see, and they which see might be made blind. And the Pharisees asked, Are we blind? And Jesus said, If you were blind, you would have no sin, but now you say you see, therefore your sin remains. So, my take on that is that though they didn't understand what Jesus said, they weren't willing to actually hear it because they were proud and they thought they knew everything and didn't want to take the seat of the learner because what would happen to their position as a teacher and their beliefs, which they felt were serving them well, so Jesus could not help them. But like Israel in the desert, all they had to do was look at that serpent that Moses held up, but the ones who refused to look died. Why do we, and I include myself in this, but why do we feel threatened to look and listen to perspectives that seem different? I think my first feeling is that it's scary. Because, well, what if I learn something new and how will it impact me and my relationships with people? How will it change my life? Is this something I'm going to be able to change without looking like I've been stupid before and didn't, why I didn't already know this? Um, people expect us to already know things, and we have to confess and go, oh, I didn't hear that before. Uh, the one thing 
that really seems to help me is to just know that, well, I don't have to agree or accept what I'm hearing. I'm free to change my beliefs or choose what I want to believe or don't change my beliefs. That freedom costs Jesus a lot, so I want to use it and appreciate it. So I can listen sort of casually whilst trying to hear if there are any particular points that catch my attention. Truth can bear investigation, and it always holds up. It takes strength to be different and loving. I think it's easier to be different with a bad attitude, like a, you know, a former smoker who educates every smoker he runs into with vigor. You know, I only can try to learn something new and then have to be a different person because of it and then have to bear up with the people who don't look up to you because they now think you think you're better because you've learned something different um, and to do it gently and to be courteous about what you've learned. Maybe keep it to yourself unless somebody's interested. But how hard it must have been for Jesus to have such a desire to share knowledge with his disciples and not be able to. He couldn't. John sixteen twelve, John shares what Jesus said. He said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. But he promised them help after he was gone. In the next verse of verse 13, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of himself, but what he hears, he will speak and show you things to come. The Spirit will guide us and show us things to come that are told to him. Well, how disappointing would it be for Jesus if we are unwilling to read his word with open ears? Every person on the planet was born a blank slate. We each have to learn. We have to unlearn. We have to relearn. We have to learn again in a new way all our lives. That never comes to an end. Our brain needs that plastization. There's a promise in John seven seventeen. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine. And another thing, and I know I've repeated this before, but I have done so because it's a comfort to me to know it. And that is, that is that you know people will not be lost because of believing a lie. Eve and Adam weren't lost with fallen because they believed the lie of the serpent. What happened to them was they refused to believe. God's truth that God told them. And this is where we get in danger. There's so much in God's word. We don't, maybe we don't know how to put it together. It's scary. We might make a mistake. You know what? Fear not. We've been promised that we will be guided into truth. Just begin to search and compare. Take some small subject and see if you can't find all the verses that pertain to it. Read them all together and get the whole picture, and you will see that God will guide you to truth. He who wills to do his will will know of the doctrines, and I believe that with my whole heart, and I can recommend that study to you as well. But, um, I'm not going to sing a song this morning. I'm just simply going to have a little prayer with you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray for those who are here with me this morning, that we can realize that the reason that you hate pride is that you can't help us. You can't reach us when we have pride. And pride is one of the issues that we all as fallen human beings have a problem with. I know that some of us have other problems besides that and that that might not be a bad problem for us, but it still is a problem somewhere. And if we could just, Lord, feel like the learner at your feet, like Mary was, willing to hear what you're saying, I pray that 
those who are here with me and myself would be willing to hear whatever, wherever the knowledge is that it comes from, whether it's from someone else, from your word, from something we're reading, something we're hearing. We want to be willing to hear it. Thank you, Jesus. And then to study it and find out if it's true. In your name, I pray. Amen. Have a wonderful day, my friends.